Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. And we're back with another episode of Kick Some ADHD. I'm David Johnson, and with me as always, the amazing Dana Rayburn. Hey, David, you ready to kick some ADHD? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, um, we started something last week that we need to finish, I think. Yeah, we do, because we finish everything, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, that is... (laughs) He laughs hysterically. (laughs) It's it's, it's part of our journey to becoming more consistent, that we don't just start things. (laughs) We actually finish them. Yes, Ah, a a very important skill, a very important skill. Yeah, David, this is part two of Build Your Focus Muscle. Episode number eight last week was part one. If you haven't heard that yet, you can go back and listen to it, and I'll do a little bit of a review in just a second about it. But what the problem is, is when we can't focus, we can't get things done, and we start to live in a world of hurt and guilt and shame, and it's it makes our life so much more challenging. So last week, I gave you a background about it, and this week, we're going to talk about some awareness and some tools and what you can do about it. I love it. I actually benefited greatly from last week. And I particularly loved, Dana, that when we were talking about building the focus muscle, the different types of focus and and knowing which one we really want rather than the one we think we want. (laughs) Yeah, let me let me do a little quick review about that, because I just for a second, um, I, I have decided there are three kinds of focus, and, and frankly, I think I'm rather brilliant in figuring it out like this. But that's I just don't me. disagree at all. I'm, you know, I'm right okay. there with you. Good. Yeah, everybody, my our big fan club of Dana is right here. Um, <laughs> okay, so there are three types of focus that I've identified. There is what we call searchlight focus, where that's typical ADHD, where you're just scanning all over the place and you're not paying attention to what you need to, pen, to pay attention to. Then there's Hyperfocus, which is the other extreme, which is where you're so focused on something you can't pull away. You get a lot done, but it's really uh, hard on you. It's it's all so consuming and it's tiring. And yes, you get a lot done, but there's a cost and a physical and emotional cost. And then the third one, which we want, I've identified as spotlight focus. So it's a more gentle focus. You follow the topic. You can pull off and pull back on. Your focus moves as, as life moves. And it's just more gentle than the hyperfocus. So what we want with ADHD is to be intentionally building that spotlight focus. I love it. So searchlight all over the map, Laser, the way I'm remembering this is like lasers burn, <laughs> right? Ooh, you don't want the la- laser focus is the thing that we, oh man, he was laser focused. She was laser focused. And we talk about it like it's a good thing, but in reality, no, um, not sustainably. And so spotlight, it follows the subject. I like it. Yeah. And then the other thing that we I want people to remember is that we cannot expect to focus like people without ADHD. We want to build more consistent focus. So think of it as a muscle you'll build, hence the name of the episodes, Build Your Focus Muscle. And our intention is to get things done, better use of time, be calmer, be more confident. But we're 
not going to be like someone you know without ADHD who can just sit down and focus. We've got to game it. We've got to trick ourselves into focusing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I love it. I love it. So I know last week we set the stage. We've done a quick review. When we come back, let's get into the super practical stuff because you've got some ways that we can really, really make the most of our new searchlight focus, right, David? Yes, David. All right. Hi, it's David. Listen, I want to tell you about something real quickly that I think you are really going to want to check out, and that is the Foundations of ADHD Success audio program that Dana put together for you. As you probably have figured out by now, we're not getting sponsors yet for this podcast. We're still in the early days. Maybe someday we will, uh, but right now this is about helping people and, and just really engaging in something that for us is a labor of love. And we really do love it. So I really want you to know that uh, it's very rewarding. But one of the things that you could do if you wanted to say thank you, especially to Dana, for the work that she's putting into filling every one of these episodes with useful content that I hope you find as, as helpful as I I know I have, um, then here's a way you can say thank you to her, and that is to take a look at her Foundations of ADHD Success audio program. It's designed for people like you and me, adults with ADHD, and Dana has really drilled down on three skills, three main skills that you're going to really want to have developed well in order to be successful with ADHD. And that's what this program is designed to do to help you acquire those three main skills. Now, it's divided into three modules with 15 ADHD-friendly parts. So you can listen in a little chunk at a time, or you can listen to the whole thing and plow through it like I would. Uh, but it's really designed to be friendly for people like you and me. And it's audio, so you can just go download it. I would spend more than this course costs on coffee in a month prior to quarantine where I would, you know, go work from a Starbucks or a local coffee shop or someplace. And, you know, you spend money because you don't want to use their space and their Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff without buying something. And, of course, I love caffeine. So anyway, my point is it's not a lot of money and it's really worthwhile. In fact, one of the things that you'll probably enjoy right off the bat is just a full list of 60 ADHD symptoms and traits. That in and of itself is kind of useful because there are a lot of things that I didn't really know were related to ADHD until I started working with Dana and I realized, oh, that too? You know, I've never been inside anybody else's brain. So anyway, check it out. You can find it at DanaRayburn.com. That's D-A-N-A-R-A-Y-B-U-R-N.com. And if you scroll down on her homepage, you'll find there's a couple of pictures of her and some different things. And then you'll see a section that says, you can live easier with ADHD too. And there's a get access now button, green get access now button. Check it out and uh, do yourself a favor. I really think you'll enjoy the program. If you do check it out and you decide that you want to uh, acquire a copy for yourself, uh, make sure and mention to Dana that you heard about it right here on Kick Some ADHD. And we're back for the practical stuff. Building the focus muscles. So Dana, are you going to take us to the gym today? No. Oh. We're not going to the gym, David. 
but we will start to learn how to exercise and build this muscle from wherever we are. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. We don't even how need the that? gym. Wow. Wow. You turned that completely <laughs> on its head for me. That was great. <laughs> okay. So, so we, we want the searchlight and, and you're going to help us do that. Yeah. And the first thing we need to know is why doesn't just expecting to focus work well for people with ADHD? Why can't we just expect to sit down and do something just because we're supposed to? The real reason is because that's not how we're wired. Our brains don't have the chemical makeup to, to do that. We just aren't wired that way. That's why. That way. That's why. And if you want to focus, you have to focus on focusing. You have to pay attention to paying attention. Waiting to be motivated, waiting to want to do a task isn't realistic. So, and I feel like we we need to just remind listeners that we talked extensively. I know you mentioned the part one of this episode, but in the beginning of part one, we talked about all the reasons why you want to build this muscle. And I think we need that reminder, right? There's a great cost if we don't focus on focusing. <laughs> and there are great benefits if we do focus on focusing. We can improve this. So again, if you if you haven't heard that episode, you want to go back and catch that. Yeah. And I know how frustrating it is to not be able to focus. I lived in that for so many years. I used to wear a little badge in my office when I first started working from home that said focus. And just to read, I don't know why I thought it was going to help. Could you but, see your um, badge that you were wearing or was it for other people to see or is it just. No, it was for me. Oh, okay. I wasn't going to walk around the world, you know, <laughs> with a little badge on that said focus. But I just, for some reason, it was to remind me. And, <laughs> I love it. And sometimes it helped, but it wasn't really what I needed to do to be able to reach the level of focus, which is allowed me to be successful in life. Right, right. But I love the fact that you tried something that, you know, didn't, I mean, we, I've tried many things that didn't end up helping. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. My, my deep secrets come out in the Kixom ADHD podcast. Yes, they do. Okay. So sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to. How do we game this? How do we get focused? So the first thing I want to pay attention to is what I call motivation awareness. David, let me ask you a question. Okay. What, what motivates you to focus? Oh man. Well, because I'm still early in my journey toward consistency and I'm, I'd like to be less early than I am, but I, I have to deal with reality. Um, for me, a lot of times it's still that there's a fire blazing because I let something go too long. And so now it's on fire. And so I get motivated to focus for that reason. Um, and then there's all this stuff that I'm actually interested in, which is part of the reason why other things are on fire because, hey, look, shiny objects. So I get motivated. I, you know, a lot of it just really comes down, honestly, to, to just dopamine, you know. <laughs> new novel complex intricate interesting fascinating whatever yeah. yeah so so for what i'm hearing for you is shiny and blazing fires that's what you need to have focus uh, sadly that's, that's true yeah that's a really hard way to work but it's mm. important that you know that true it's important that you know that so my what kicks my focus into gear is knowing somebody expects something from me right and and deadlines. 
but really knowing somebody expects something from me. And I'm a person that if someone's waiting for something, I will get it done. And that, you know, they're, uh, it's a little bit too much of a good girl complex, but hey, uh, that's how I'm, that's how I'm motivated. What I want listeners to do is think about what motivates you to focus, because when you have this information, you can possibly use it. Truly. Yeah. And, and so I, and I feel that way too, about when people expect things from me, but I find that that has not been sustainably a solid enough motivation for me. Like I have to add, I have to supplement that one. It's it's definitely there, but it, it, I, I overcommit and, and then I'm not able to, you know, I I can't, I'm over my head with too many people expecting too many things. (laughs) Right. Right. So those are other issues. And that's when I talk about untangling ADHD, there's so many threads that go in into this. Truly. Um, so dear listeners, what I want you to think about is what kicks your focus into gear with, when you know the motivation, you have at least some idea of being able to work with it. So use it, use that information. Yeah, definitely. The second thing we need to know is be aware of what distracts us. I call it the swamp. Um, and the swamp is the things that the, the area that the, the swamp are the things. Oh, what's the grammar, David? The swamp is made up of the things. Thank you, man. The Uh, swamp is made up of the things that pull you off track, that distract you. So you're just mucking around, you know, in in the weeds and in the wet feet and all of that stuff. You're getting totally pulled off track. So, David, what's your swamp? You know, often it's techie things. So like, hey, a new technology came along or there's a different way to approach this or, or dang it, I keep having, I keep running into the same thing. So I'm going to figure out how to automate that thing. And then I'll lose a day or two automating it. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, that has a long-term benefit, but when people are expecting things from me, it's a swamp, you know, so I do have right. to watch for that. Right. My swamp is technology Okay. The phone can be a, just checking my phone, um, social media, things like that, texting, friends, people calling. That can be my swamp. Also, technology problems. Okay. And I'm not one that goes like you to go look for solutions. It it um, it just something a login doesn't work or something doesn't work, and I get frustrated and then and then and then and then and I get pulled off into the swamp, which which detracts from my focus. Yeah, definitely. Yikes. Yeah, I, I've, sometimes I've wondered maybe maybe I would actually be better off. If I didn't know as much about technology as I do, <laughs> because, you know, people find solutions to these things, but they find them by finding people to find the solutions. And me, I just go dive all the way through. So, yeah, eh, but getting bogged and down either I, way. Right. But what I want for you is that, you know, this right. and that it's in the top of your consciousness. So hopefully you're not going to be a person who says, oh, I am never going to get pulled off into the into the swamp of fixing snazzy technology solutions. However, maybe before your feet get wet, you realize, oh, here I go again. And you can pull back and think, oh, no, this isn't what I'm doing. I need to focus on something else. And that's actually, I have a quick positive story about that. Facebook, I do not have a Facebook tab open in my browser almost ever anymore. 
for this reason. And it's not on my phone either. I don't have the Facebook app on my phone because I just know that will be a swamp. Now, I still have I have the Pages Manager app because we, we manage you know, Facebook pages. And so, but that's not the same thing as like the 10 million notifications from Facebook when you just open facebook.com in your browser or, or, you know, or you open the app. So that's a swamp that I'm avoiding pretty well. Yeah. And good. And I, and that's an important skill. I have the, um, the screen time app set strongly on my phone for Instagram. I'm allowed 10 minutes of Instagram a day. And that's it. And then it shuts down. And Facebook, I don't have on my phone. I only open it every once in a while, which makes it really hard to do social media marketing for a business. But hey, it's I find it's not worth it for me. And I delegate the social media marketing to my team as much as I absolutely possibly can. I and I do too. My team is fantastic at keeping up with that stuff so that I don't get bogged down in it. So that's that's really, really good. Yeah, so your phone can be a huge swamp. Hmm. And if it is, you got to notice it. You got to be aware of it and start to build build pathways out of the swamp so your phone isn't controlling you, social media isn't controlling you, you're the one that's in control. I like it. So we've we've tackled being aware of what motivates us to focus. That's awesome. We've tackled being aware of the swamp, the distraction. So those are really good things to be aware of. Yes. And now let's talk about some of the focusing tricks and we'll cover a couple of them today. Um, One we talked a little bit about last week, and I do want to emphasize this because it's it's been it's very, very helpful for people with ADHD. In fact, my students in the success club, actually, we have a an action action call, virtual action call each week where we just I, I we're on the phone together for an hour and a half just working. And let me tell you what it's is it's having a productivity partner. Love this. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The productivity partner is somebody that in in preschool they call it parallel play where the kids are playing alongside each other. They're not playing together when when children are really little, they don't know how to play together yet, so they're right. playing alongside each other. So, productivity partnering is basically parallel play. You're working on your own thing, the other person's there. You can either hear them or see them. This can be done virtually very easily, and it helps you focus so you can get things done. It's a magnificent tool. And it has worked really well for us. I know we talked about that on, on the last episode, and as, as it's almost worked a little too well. <laughs> So that uh, part of it is 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 interesting because because the we've I know I've laser focused when we've done this. So, yeah, yeah, I have too. Yeah. And, and when I do it with my students in the success club, what we're doing is we're I set a timer. So I'm the one that's unmuted. Everybody else is muted, and I set a timer. So every 20 minutes or so, we're checking in, Good. and it's a way to break out of the laser focus. Yeah. And it's good. And, and of course, you have to do this in a way where the other party truly understands how to not distract you in the process. So, right. Because you could, I could, you could, this could conceivably be somebody that's in the same room with you, or it could be like on a call, like what we do or what you do with the, the success club. So, yeah. Different ways to and, approach it. Yeah. And if you, if you have a productivity partner, somebody sitting in your room with you, they need to be quiet. It's they're not talking to you. They're not helping you. They're not giving suggestions They're you're just working on your own stuff quietly together. It's good stuff. I love that. So the productivity partner. Mm-hmm. 
And another form of the productivity partner is rather obvious is get somebody to help you get stuff done. Yeah. You know, just work on a project together, working on get the family to clean the house together or whatever it is. If you or, or work with your team on getting a project done, work together on things. And it's just a lot more motivating and interesting. It's true. I've, I've done that rather successfully with certain clients where there's a, a particular type of project that we're working on that it just relies on me. I don't need anybody from their team to do it with me. But darn it, if I schedule a, an appointment with them and we sit down and do it together, it gets done. And it's yeah. weird how that works to motivate me to do it. It's it's like suddenly I can focus on it, whereas maybe I couldn't otherwise. Yeah. So actually that motivates you to focus. When you're thinking about your focus motivators, David, yes. that one is a tool to use. Yeah. Use it. I hate to use it, though, because it's like it, it costs the client a person from their team for that amount of time. And it's like I hate to admit that, you know, this won't ever happen unless you sit down with me. <laughs> Like, yeah, but uh, is there somebody else you can get to have sit down with you? And is there a benefit to the team to sitting down? Is the is the work clearer? Is it more in line with what they want? Is there a benefit? Possibly, yeah. And I do sell it that way. And sometimes there really, really is. So it's not, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to think of it as what's the strength behind it? What's the positive? You're jumping right into the shame. Into the, oh, I'm ADD and I have to have this to get this done and I'm, you know, I'm ugly and stupid and my mother dresses me funny, which you're not. So what is the benefit? Yeah. No, my mother hasn't dressed me in a long time. Uh, it's true. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no, but you're right. I, it's that shame cycle. I appreciate you pointing it out, too. And yes. and I, I keep telling people about your self-talk. I just love that so much. It's from a few episodes ago. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. OK, so so that's the productivity partner. And. And use it. It's it's very, very powerful. Then the other thing we need to be aware of is deadlines, because for many of us, deadlines are what kick us into gear. That's mm-hmm. our that is when our brains focus and that's when we can get things done. What I want people to realize is it's really hard for us to totally let go of needing that deadline. And it needs to be a real deadline. Yes. I know some some coaches say, oh, set a fake deadline. You know it's fake. It does I not have work. Never, <laughs> ever found a fake deadline to work. It's got to be a real deadline. And so sometimes you don't have a real deadline. So you got to approach it a little bit differently. But let's say there is a deadline. And I like to think of it as. Re- the running long jump to the deadline. Do you remember the running long jump from middle school, David? Yeah, and we're watching the Olympics. They still they, yeah. they still do this. It's they're were a they, lot better at it than I was, but right, yes. Right. So were <laughs> yeah. they they run in little steps before they take the big leap? And they had to learn how to space and time those steps appropriately to yes. maximize the leap, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That this is what we've got to do with deadlines. And yes, this takes some planning. We can learn to do these things. It's not going to magically happen. Remember, you have to focus on being able to be more focused. Right. However, it's thinking, okay, my deadline is Thursday. And so what are the small steps I can do to get to where my brain is going to kick into gear on Wednesday? And 
put those into action. So it's just tiny little steps before to start laying the groundwork. And then you're doing a little bit at a time before, not a lot, just a little bit. And then the day before when your brain kicks into gear, you've left space in your schedule because you know you're going to need that space for the deadline, but you've got a head start and you can do a better job on the project and that final deadline leap is not as um, panicky. It's not starting from ground zero. You're starting from maybe 40% there. Yeah, and your stress level is reduced and your ability to be your best self and contribute your best is kind of optimized. And you, do, exactly. you develop that sense. You know, you can look at the, at the line that you're supposed to jump from and after you've done it you know, enough, you sort of have a sense of how many steps it's going to take and how far the steps should be, how big they should be. You know what I mean? Like you, it's, you, can, you can sort of mentally plan that without actually having to run the distance, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, but exactly. That's, but only after you've done it a few times. So I really like that analogy, the long jump. I like that. Yeah, the running like long jump. And it, this is what I do for planning the podcast, the topics. So after we hang up today, oh, I'm, I have a client in a few minutes. I didn't realize that squirrel, um, <laughs> is after my client in a few minutes is, um, we're, is I'll spend a little bit of time doing a rough outline of next, of next week's podcast interview, just a rough outline, getting some ideas out there. Nice. And then I'll look at it a couple of times during the week, not big deal, just a little bit adjusting it Wednesday is the day in my calendar where I actually have a chunk of time where I can actually focus and finish up and be prepared for when we record Thursday. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a really fantastic approach. I like this. So we have the productivity partner in various forms. Mm -hmm. We have real deadlines and then we have this sort of running long jump approach. And, and those are sort of stacked on top of the awareness items that we talked about earlier. So I feel like this is really good. This gives us an approach that we can use to build our focus muscle. Yes, and remember the distraction swamp, setting blocks against the things that you know distract you, becoming aware of them so you can pull out of them faster. Wow, good stuff, good stuff. So I know one of the things that we want to do, we're going to skip the mailbag today because we'll, we'll, we'll gather more uh, you know, feedback from listeners, but, but I know one of the things we always want to do is just give a practical takeaway in some form every time. So... Um, Let's talk about that. Okay. What I want people to remember is, and we talked about it earlier, but I'm going to repeat it because it bears repeating. Remember, you have got to pay attention to paying attention. You are not going to be able to sit down and focus like someone without ADHD. You're not going to be able to do that. And that's why you need to think through what we talked about today and really figure out, okay, what is it that I need to do? to be able to focus and how can I motivate that? How can I game it? Um, do I need to wear noise canceling headphones if my family's around and do I, you know, what do I need to do to be able to focus, pay attention to it and put those tools in place? Love it. Love it. And I know you get into a lot more detail, obviously with the ADHD success club, you go into yeah. a lot of detail on that. And you also have this fantastic foundations of ADHD success audio course, so, Dana, where can everybody find your stuff? My stuff is at DanaRayburn.com, D-A-N-A-R-A-Y. 
YBURN.com. And also, David, the newsletter is there. It's free. And um, there's just years worth of great information. At least I'm told it's great on the blog it as is. well as, it the, is. as the other programs. I love your blog. And of course, your social media accounts are good too. There's a Facebook page and a Twitter account. Your ADD success coach on Twitter, correct? Am I? Yes, I think so. I think that's the one. I think that's the one. But of course, you can find all the contact info for Dana, for me, for whoever, for the podcast itself at kicksomeadhd.com. So please go check that out and uh, and find other episodes if you haven't uh, if you haven't found all the episodes yet. We've got uh, we've got some great stuff out there and lots more good stuff to come. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and David, um, re- let's remind people to subscribe if they like what they're hearing. Subscribe, share. This is a baby podcast, and we really want to be able to help people live more easily with ADHD. That's our mission. So let other people know about it. That would be help them and help us as well. And if you have topics you want to hear about, shoot us an email and post something on social media, let us know because we really do want to be responsive to what you need to have to kick some ADHD in your professional world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can you can find ways to reach us if you want to send a message to us at the website, kicksomeadhd.com. And of course, as Dana mentioned, Facebook page, social media, Twitter, all that good stuff. So that is awesome. Dana, I love this. We've got two episodes under our belts now on building the focus muscle. So really good stuff. But we also have to have a next step. Yeah. So what's your next step with this, David? And dear listeners, what's your next step? What are you going to do to put into play what we talked about today? Yeah. And think about that right now before this episode ends. And then you'll be much more likely to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yep. All right. And then until next time, Dana, thank you. This is always great. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate the information you shared. I do too, David. Thank you for your time and your energy. It's always great. Awesome. To to you. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who squirrel uh um has adhd or might and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app it helps other people find us for more help with adhd including information on dana's adhd success club and episodes of kick some adhd you've missed go to kicksomeadhd.com. adhd.com